Hello and welcome to Another Look, a podcast about anything and everything that we feel deserves another look. Love it, hate it, or somewhere in between, we are talking about DC Animation's Batman Hush. I am your host, Byron Ship. I just want to start off and say that Batman is my favorite superhero. What I love about him is that he's an everyday person who's been thrown through some extraordinary situations. From the death of his parents, to being born a billionaire, to his madman-like obsession, he seeks to protect Gotham and the residents there within. His character is just rife with contradiction and extremes. Unlike other superheroes who are born into or have their own superpowers bestowed upon them, Batman's superpower is his intellect and physical prowessness, something we can all hone and develop. Batman's humanity and mental discipline at its peak levels is a universal trait that is truly what makes him a superhero. Just to warn you, there will be serious spoilers ahead. Batman Hush was based off the DC graphic novel. I have never read the comic, but I have played the Arkham City games and knowing directly who Hush is and the role he plays in the Batverse. As for the movie Batman Hush, I couldn't have been more surprised and entertained as how good the story was and how I enjoyed it. It's a get your popcorn ready, it's going to be a show kind of movie. I'm glad I haven't read the graphic novel because Batman Hush stands on its own as a love letter to all that is Batman. You have the complete rogues gallery from Clayface, Poison Ivy, Lady Shiva, Bane, the Scarecrow, Amanda Waller, Harley Quinn to the Joker. You even get heroes like Superman, Nightwing, and the newly minted probationary Justice League member Lex Luthor. So here's the breakdown. Batman is attacked by Bane, who's holding a hostage for ransom and has gotten his venom serum unhanced, but left him mentally retarded. During the hostage crisis, Catwoman steals the ransom money, all while under the mental control of Poison Ivy. Batman begins to investigate and finds out that Poison Ivy is actually being manipulated by Hush. Hush upgraded Bane's venom, blackmailed Poison Ivy, and set up the Joker. In the graphic novel and the Arkham video game, it's Thomas Elliot, Bruce's childhood friend and doctor who plays Hush. But in this retelling, it's Edward Nigma, a.k.a. the Riddler, who has a brain tumor, finds a Lazarus pit to heal himself. And in that insanity caused by the pit, he figures out that Batman and Bruce Wayne are one and the same. He takes on a new persona of Hush and begins to destroy Batman and Bruce Wayne's world together. What I really loved about the movie was the relationship between Selina Kyle, Catwoman, and Batman Bruce Wayne, which is about 40% of the movie. I've seen a lot of Batman movies and played all of the Arkham series video games, but this is the first time you see Bruce and Batman truly have a functional relationship with a woman. Batman finally tells Catwoman who he is, and they have a night and day relationship, but not how it sounds. It's Batman, Catwoman at night. Bruce Selina by day. Batman is always portrayed as this dark, violent, loner character that puts fear into his enemies, while Bruce is a billionaire playboy without a care in the world. In this romance, Catwoman Selina Kyle, Batman Bruce, find balance. He can have it all. A person who understands and accepts who he is completely. If you remember the movie Batman Returns by Tim Burton and played by Michael Keaton and the best of Catwoman forever, Michelle Pfeiffer, Bruce Wayne says he is split right down the middle. And that's how you are too, Selina. Then Selina kills Max Shrek and disappears. Well, this hush story is where the romance would have gone. Call me a twisted romantic, but it's great to see. In one scene, Selina almost gets Bruce to leave Gotham and take a well-deserved vacation. Almost. What got me was how Bruce Batman could have had a meaningful relationship and one day would have passed the baton onto Nightwing and have lived a happy life. But that hope is later taken away by Batman's unrelenting mission. In the final act, Batman fights the now-exposed Riddler Hush. Batman and Catwoman are in the warehouse that's about to explode. 
But instead of leaving the Riddler to his fate, Batman tries to save the Riddler, who is now being held by a rope above a fiery blaze. Batman tries to pull up the Riddler, but Catwoman sees the building is going to explode. She cuts the rope and Riddler falls most likely to his death. Catwoman grabs Batman and runs out of the fire building just before it explodes. Batman then later laments on how he could have saved the Riddler. Catwoman thinks he's insane. And having regret of a Riddler hush who tried to kill them both is just as insane. It all falls apart. Batman wants to save and redeem everybody, but that's just not how the world works. Selina Kyle can't accept that Batman will want to save a person like that because eventually it will lead to his own death. Batman's unwillingness or inability to change is what destroys them. Even in love, the mission comes first. It's a bittersweet ending. Duty is truly the death of love. The only downside is that I wish Mark Hamill would have played the voice actor of the Joker and Kevin Conroy as a quintessential Batman. Those are iconic voice actors and would have been icing on an already incredible cake. This is an amazing story and don't let the comic book snobs fool you. I give it a 9.0 and a must see. Thank you again for joining me for another look. You can message us on Facebook at another look or on Twitter and that's another look with three O's. All podcasts are good and some are just better. I am Byron Ship, and thank you for listening.